I'm lost. Just kidding. What's going on, guys? Luke here. I am in Allen, Texas. Yes, I am here for a work event, which is pretty awesome, but it gave me an opportunity yesterday to flew in a little early. Um, I'm not one of those people that likes to be running around last minute. So I actually met up with a buddy of mine, Norman, at Turning Point. And guess what? This episode is going to be all about beer. We're going to avoid politics. We're going to avoid, you know, bullshit and just focus on the beer because I think uh, we need a beer episode. <laughs> it's been a minute. And, uh, you know, there's some funny shit going on that we can talk about, like, you know, Chris Cuomo and stuff like that. But I'm going to pinch my lips, shut the fuck up and talk about beer. So it was pretty badass because lately, you know, and you guys have heard, I've talked about this in you know, a couple of the other episodes that I just haven't been, you know, with it with beer lately. Like it just hasn't, you know, I've been focused on like fitness and getting better and, and uh, with the holidays and stuff, I, you know, I, I got a little whiskey heavy. Like I kind of got into the whiskey a little bit and, um, I'm a flavor guy, man. I like flavors. So I've been doing like uh, the apple, crown apple. I did crown peach, you know, a couple things like that. I actually ordered some Blantons, but it hasn't arrived yet. And uh, you know, got some good stuff going on. So I've been, you know, sticking to that a little bit. And, you know, between some stomach issues and stuff that were going on with beer, it was just frustrating and it was pissing me off to the point that I was tired of spending, tired of having beers one day and then spending you know, the day on the toilet the next day. So, and uh, I'm learning that certain breweries are just going heavy on the lactose and I just can't do it, man. And if I do, I have to take a lactate or I'm going to be, you know, um, enjoying hanging out with that porcelain guy the next day. So anyway, yesterday was a cool day. You know, I flew in, uh, flight was slightly delayed, but we uh, still got here on time, which always amazes me, right? It's like, I laugh because I've been in multiple situations where, you know, you're on a flight and they're like, hey, it's uh, you know, we're, we're running like 45 minutes behind. Like we were supposed to board at 8.18 a.m. And I didn't even get on the plane till nine, you know? And I was like blown away because I'm like, God, this sucks. Bro. We're already like an hour behind, like what the fuck? By the time we got in the air, it was like 9.45, right? And I'm like, dude, we were supposed to take off at 8.58. We're an hour behind, you know, basically 40, 50 minutes, whatever. And we ended up getting here right on time. Like, how does that happen? Like, that's like, I almost feel like the times they give you for flights are like, you know, they're uh, conservative just on purpose in case shit happens, which is fine. I mean, I'm cool with that because they should be, you know, but uh, it was awesome. Had a good time. The only shitty part about it, of course, was having to wear a mask, which, uh, I can't really complain too bad about because my piddly ass hopped on Amazon and I actually purchased some mesh masks. And yes, they're mesh, completely 98% breathable. If you hold it up to the light, you can actually see straight through it. <laughs> and um, so the, with the exception of having the thing on my face, I had no breathing restriction, no whatever. So I felt perfectly fine and I was good. And uh, they don't care what it's made out of. They just want something over your face. So I do have a funny though, because. You know, I'm here in Texas. And then what's funny is that, you know, everybody talks about Texas being just as free as Florida and, you know, and stuff like that. And they're really not. Like, there's still a lot of places here that require masks. And it's stupid. You know what I mean? It's like, like I went to, so I let, come out of the the airport and I get in the, the shuttle for the, um, 
for the rental car garage, right? And there's a sign on the bus that says, you know, um, mask up and keep us all safe, blah, 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 whatever. And I get in the bus and there's like two other people on the bus not wearing a mask. So I took my shit off, put it in my bag, left it there. The driver didn't say a word to me. We get to the rental car place, you know, whatever. I wait in, dude, I got to Hertz and there were 25 people in front of me. I'm not even kidding. Like 25 people in line waiting in front of me. They had four people helping people. And to give them credit, they got through the line pretty fast. I was expecting to be there for over an hour. I think it took about 30 minutes for me to finally get up to the counter. But it's funny that I was like in line the whole time, no mask, nobody says anything. There was like three or four other people in line with no mask. I get up to the lady at the counter and she's like halfway through my transaction. She goes, oh, do you have a mask? And can you put your mask on? I'm like, I don't have a mask. And she's like, and I did, it was in my bag, but you know, I was not gonna put it on again. And she's like, oh, let me go get you one. So she leaves in the middle of the transaction and goes to the back to get a box of masks and comes and brings me one. And I'm like, Arr. so whatever. I put it on just to be cordial for her. And as soon as I walked outside to the lot to get my car, I took it off and threw it in the garbage. I was like, what a waste, but whatever. Um, but she was trying to tell me that the rental car building was a government building. And I'm like, so this building that houses all these rental car things is connected to the airport is considered a government building. I'm like, all right, maybe it's considered part of the airport. So maybe that's why it's considered, you know, that you're supposed to wear a mask. I don't know, whatever. But it was what it was. Got my rental car, took off. And uh, the turning point's only about 15 minutes from the airport. So I literally went right to the turning point, got there about 12, 30, 12, 45. And my buddy Norm and his wife actually met me. Uh, they got there about 20 minutes after I did. And man, we had a freaking blast. You know, we uh, I got a first round with six tasters. And then the second round was four tasters. And then I took a four pack of cans with me and he had a six round taster. And then I think he got one full pour of Nerd Alert, which we'll talk about. And then he, then he took a bunch of cans home. Um, so, but I had a blast, man. And let me tell you, like you walk in the turning, like you, when you get to turning point, it's in like a shopping center, right? And the funny thing is they're literally next to a church. <laughs> I was like, all right, man. I was like, I'm coming out of Sunday service and going right to turning point. I'll be like, see you pastor. You want to come out of here? So anyway, um, it was pretty funny. So, but it looks like, looks small, right? Cause you pull up and it looks like it's like this one section of a, of like a shopping center. And it's like, and you, they got a pretty big sign, but it, the way that it's positioned and everything, it doesn't look like it's actually a big establishment. You walk inside, it's like, oh, this fucking place is huge, right? And they have an event space on one side that's almost as big as the other space. And they have their full like tap room on the other side. And it was massive. I mean, it's gotta be 25,000 square feet plus. And they, uh, the only thing that got me is like when I, I walked in and of all things, like, dude, I do not, I will, I refuse to go to the bathroom on the plane. I am a big dude still, even though I've lost 120 pounds, I'm still 270 pounds and I'm still a big human being. And I don't know, I'm not going, I will, I will, I, if I absolutely have to, I will pee, but I ain't going number two in the, on the plane to save anybody. So it's just not going to happen. Like not unless, you know, no, 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 it's not, it's not going to happen. No, I, I will hold it until I die. <laughs> so I got off the plane and, and me, I mean, I'm all, I'm getting on the rental car shuttle. I'm like, oh, I got to so bad. I'm like, like rocking in my seat, you know, like looking like I've got some kind of like, you know, uh, 
some kind of uh, autism or something, and people are staring at me. And I'm just like, hello, how you doing? How you doing? And I'm not making fun of autistic people, please. I'm just saying, like, that's the. I was like, oh, I didn't know what to do. So things kind of subsided a little bit. We got there, and then I, then I wait in line for 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. So I go through all this. Finally, get to turning point, and I'm like, hey, dude, where's the restroom? And he's like, oh, straight in the back to the right. I'm like, all right. So you go in there, use the restroom. I do my thing. I'm good. I get up, and there's no sink. I'm like, I literally walk over and like, almost like walk up to a dude taking a piss at a urinal because I expected the sinks to be there and there was no fucking sink. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what kind of place is this? Like, who doesn't have a fucking sink? Like, you can't have a bathroom with no sink where you can wash your fucking, I ain't wash my hands in the fucking toilet. So I walk out and there's a trough style sink outside the bathroom in between the two. And, uh, it was just a funny for a second because I was like, oh, dude, that's uh, <clears throat> that's pretty hilarious. So the um, so I go back, I get my beers and I'm waiting for Norm. And now we just had a blast, right? I mean, the place was dead. There was like three, three, four people in there while we were there because you know, when it's 1230, you know, one o'clock on a Thursday. I mean, there's most people are at work, but let's get into some brews. So they uh. One of the first things I got that I noticed on the board, they had 31 beers on tap and they were all theirs, which is pretty awesome. Like a lot of times you go into a brewery like this that has that many taps and there'll be majority theirs, but they'll have a lot of guest taps because, you know, a lot of breweries just don't make enough beer to be able to have 31 beers on tap. But these guys had 31 beers on tap and the only guest beers they had were cans, which I thought was awesome. So, but the first one was a quencher. Now quencher is, I, I don't want to compare this to any other brewery because it was very different, but quencher would, to me, was kind of like their version of like Haterade from Jay Wakefield, right? It's like a, but I would, but it's almost more like a Powerade style deal, you know, but it was blue raspberry. I thought it was great. You know, it was uh, refreshing. It was kind of salty. It had, you know, the blue raspberry hit. It tasted like a, electrolyte drink you know what i mean like it tasted you couldn't there was no booziness to it you couldn't tell that you know it, it was it was what it was intended to be and i thought that was cool man i rated it a 4.25 out of five i mean i rated it a four out of five and uh i thought it was great 6.5 percent abv and uh i didn't taste no abv like i mean it tasted like an electrolyte drink so i thought it was pretty awesome the next one on the list was Nerd Alert. And that's the one we just talked about um, because uh, my buddy Norm liked it so much he went back and got a full pour of it. So I was a, I was heavy on the triples because man, they had a lot of triples and IPAs on the list. So uh, Nerd Alert's a triple, I, triple New England hazy IPA. It's 10.5%. Um, you're looking at a, let's see, Vic Secret, Idaho 7 and Mosaic, which I'm not a big Vic Secret fan, and I have not been a big Idaho 7 fan lately, but for some reason in this, you know, um, in this grouping, it worked really well. So I rated it a 4.25 out of 5, massively juicy, scarily not boozy. Like, I was like, for a beer that's 10.5%, like, I do not taste a hint of booze in this bitch. I could drink way too much of this stuff. Great floral notes, creamy, hoppy, and delicious. It was... I mean, you guys know, I mean, those of you that are out there that drink triples, like you get two kinds of people, right? You get the kind of people that immediately think that because it's 10.5% that it's called oh, super boozy, it's alcohol it's this, it's that. But at the end of the day, a lot of times triples are actually smoother than a lot of the other beers because the excess 
sugar and um, and oats and stuff like that that they put in there actually gives the beer more gives the beer a little bit more of a sweetness when it has a higher ABV like that. And that's what I really got from this. I mean, it was a it was a, just an easy drinking triple IPA to the point where I was like, yeah, I could drink like 20 of these and probably fall out and die of alcohol poisoning. <laughs> but so damn good. Absolutely enjoyed it. And uh, next one on the list is another triple IPA. This one was 10.8%. It's double dry hop Johnny Karate. And we're looking at a triple New England Citra Halital Blanc. El Dorado and Sabro. So Halatal Blanc is not my favorite. Sabro is not my favorite. We've talked about this before. But it fucking works in this beer. And I think that's the key to a lot of these hops is the blends. Like they got to figure out how much of each one works well together in order to deliver what they're trying to look for, what the flavor profile is. And I think, you know, you you there's certain hops, in my opinion, that just don't work well together. And some people will disagree with me and say, oh, no, but I like it like that. Like Sabro, for instance, we've had this conversation. It is a disgustingly bitter hop by itself, right? It is not something that I've ever had alone that I would want to drink. I mean, I've drain poured multiple beers that have been 100% Sabro because I don't like it. But I've had multiple other beers where when it's been mixed with other hops, it's phenomenal. And you get this beautiful candy pineapple flavor. And I mean, it was just, it's amazing. So on the double dry hop, Johnny Karate got a little bit more boozy. It was slightly boozy. It's 10.8% and I could actually taste a little booze in it. But the nose was fantastic. Had this just brilliant floral, sweet nose, lots of citrus juiciness, super crushable. I'm in triple IPA heaven. And that's really what I felt. I rated that one also a 4.25 out of 5. Just killer. They were killing it. I mean, the triples all day long were just doing it for me. And we're on to another triple. Next one. It's called Start the Stream, which I actually have two cans of that I got in the four-pack. They allow single can, like you can buy mixed cans for four-packs, which I thought was freaking fantastic. I'm like, why don't more breweries do this, right? I go, I mean, I go to Triple Animal sometimes and they have a cooler full of tons of beer. Why not allow people to buy mixed four packs? Like, why is that such a big deal? Like at the end of the day, if I want to try 10 different beers, I'd much rather be able to buy three four packs, you know, and get 12 beers. Well, did I just say that? I'm like, yeah, 12 beers. <laughs> I'd rather be able to get, you know, 12 beers, 12 different beers, and then have to buy three four packs. And then maybe I don't like one and I end up not finishing it. You know, and it just, or, or you just try to sell it off to buddies and say, yeah, yeah, it was decent. It was good. And you know, you're full of shit. <laughs> but anyway, this one's another triple New England, uh, 10.5%. Start the stream. I rated it another one, also 4.25 out of five. I was on a 4.25 roll with these guys. Now, this one was 100% Galaxy House. <sighs> Dank. I'm just, I loved it. I mean, it was, I would say it wasn't my favorite because they were all so good but it was super, super crushable. All these triples are so different. The mouthfeel on this is super light and fluffy, lots of sweetness, but not too much. Damn, Turning Point is killing it. And they were, I mean, every single one of these was fantastic and it had its own uniqueness about it that just made made the beer. I mean, it was what it was. It was absolutely fantastic. I couldn't, I didn't have any complaints. I was literally in heaven. And then we chilled a little bit, right? Now we're down to Spills in Bedford, um, this is a turning point sour smoothie, a smoothie pastry sour, 6%. Probably my favorite beer on the day, 4.5 out of 5. Um, this is actually a collab with Urban South, and it is a strawberry, white chocolate, and coconut pastry sour. 
4.5 out of 5 that hit on all the notes, right? You got, it was just the right thickness. You got all the flavors, strawberry, coconut, smooth chocolate. Like, it was just silky. Like, I loved it. Like, I, yeah, it was probably one of my favorite sours I've had in a long time. And that's saying a lot because let's be honest. I mean, Jay Wakefield makes some killer sours, you know, um, Trippin makes some killer sours, but this is probably my favorite sour in a long time. And it just, if they would have had cans, I would have taken cans home. But the pro- scary part about sours like this is I don't like, it's, I'm, I'm not, wasn't real happy, you know, wasn't, how can I put it? I wasn't real sure this was something I wanted in my suitcase, <laughs> just in case, you know what I mean? And I've had experience with sours popping and things like that in the past. And that was a little worrisome for me. So I decided not to, actually, I decided not to get it. I believe they did have cans, but absolutely amazing. Then we got, I had to get this one just for my wife. My wife is a huge Backstreet Boys fan and they had a box, it's called Boxtree Boys. The label is literally like the four brewers that are like standing under the spotlight looking like the Backstreet Boys. So 6.8% single box, traditional, 4.25 out of five, loved it. Um, you Perfect box, malty, caramel, slightly toasty, thoroughly enjoyed. It was just, I mean, if you've had a Bach, you know what a Bach is supposed to taste like, and that's exactly how this one went down. It was the last beer of the six, the initial six taster that I drank, and it was fantastic. I loved it. I did not have any letdowns in that whatsoever. Now, onto my the four pack, or the four pack, the four taster, which I did. So I had 10 tasters all together. Um, second one was Quencher Lemon Lime. This one's a 4.5% ABV. Um, Berliner and it reminded me of the lemon lime Gatorade powder that we used to get as kids right your mom would buy the big tub because it was super cheap and you put a scoop in some water and it would make it into Gatorade reminded me of that it was super lemon limey very flavorful you know it it had tasted like a, you know like a Gatorade like it really I had no hint that there was alcohol in it whatsoever and it just tasted like a lemon lime electrolyte drink and I enjoyed it and it was what's cool about something like that is that you toss one or two of those in there when you're doing something like this and I feel like it helps keep you hydrated helps with the electrolytes and stuff like that but you're still drinking beer at the same time and obviously I'm drinking water the whole time I'm doing this but it was good I really enjoyed it um then we move on to one of their um staple beers I believe it's called you son of a bitch I'm in it's a seven percent um single New England IPA 3.75 out of 5. It wasn't my favorite on the day. It's a Strata, Vic Secret, Sabro, and Mosaic. Um, nice, solid single. Hits all the right notes, but I'm still heavy. I'm still in triple heaven. So to me, it was a little light, you know, not a ton of flavor. Um, and it was, you know, it was just, it was good for a single. Like it didn't, but it just didn't knock anything out of the park. And then I had their Morty Town Locos uh, Pastry Stout, 12% ABV, rated this one a 4 out of 5. And it's a creamy pastry salad with hazelnut and coconut. And <clears throat> I thought it was great. You know, like me, I got more coffee than I, than I got like uh, hazelnut or chocolate or anything. But I got like sweet coffee. So a lot of times sweetness and coffee can be equated to hazelnut or chocolate or whatever else to mix with. But it was really good. And I did let it warm. It was the, it was the second to last one that I drank. So it kind of sat there and, um, and I still got predominantly coffee, but a good bit of sweetness. And it wasn't too thick, but it wasn't too thin. Kind of had a good, you know, uh, middle ground balance where it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I was drinking molasses, but in the same respect, it wasn't liquefied either. You know, it had a nice good, a nice thickness to it that gave it, gave it a little punch. 
And the last one is um, Texas, which is their, which I guess is their signature double New England IPA, 8.1%. Rated this one a 3.75 out of 5. We're talking about HBC 431, Top Blanc, and Eldorado Hops. Hop combo was not my favorite, but still a damn good beer. My palate is not fond of them. Not fond of them all, unfortunately. Cheers. So 3.75 out of 5, you all know that's still a good rating for me. It's not like I'm, you know, bashing the beer, but it just wasn't my favorite. You know, the hop combination was a little odd. It had some weird aftertaste notes on it that just didn't sit well with me. And it didn't mean I hated it. I just it wasn't my favorite. I probably wouldn't order it again. But uh, but it was, a, it was definitely a good beer overall. Last one on the day is a 22 ounce that I actually went to a place called Lazy Dog Restaurant and Bar for dinner. And they have their own beers, which is kind of cool. They have this one called Huckleberry Haze. It's a 6.7% American IPA. And I was like freaked out. Like, and so this says that they're located in Huntington Beach, California. So maybe that's where like the base place is. Um, but it doesn't give you, there's no hops on here. They don't tell you what the hops are, but their details on the beer says, we fought off wild animals to make you this beer. Not literally, but you get the idea. Indigenous to higher elevations, the illustrious huckleberry is highly sought after by both human beings and bears. With refreshing notes of huckleberry, tropical fruit, citrus, and hints of strawberry, this is the IPA you've been looking for. Now, I'm not a big on these like high fruity, you know, uh, like crazy flavorful IPAs all the time, but I do like them at times. And I think after having a day of having like a lot of triples and strong other beers and whatever, that this one actually really hit the spot. The, it, it, the strawberry and tropical note was so prevalent. It was ridiculous. Like it actually was like a fruity, sweet IPA. And it, it was a, a nice change of pace. You know, I actually enjoyed it. And I got a 22 ounce, you know, uh, glass of it. So did I hammered that thing back pretty good and really enjoyed it. I rated a 3.75 out of five. And again, like this is an opposite, opposing 3.75 in that this was no, how could I put this? This was, it, it tasted like a production beer with just some nice solid tropical fruit notes, right? It didn't hit me. It hit me as a little bit more production than like craft. I don't know. There's just certain things about, you know, the, the it was very, very light on the tongue. Didn't have like a, uh, the mouthfeel wasn't smooth or coating. It was more just like a, you know, traditional beer. And, uh, but they hit it on the, on the flavor profile with the, the tropical notes. So it was good. It just, what there was just something missing to complete it as a whole. I think they relied too much on that tropical flavor profile that they missed some of the other notes of the beer, like the mouthfeel and things like that. But I did enjoy it. I, and it is one that I would probably do again if I had that place, you know, close by to me. Um, I probably would. It would probably be like a local go-to, which I appreciate, you know, whenever you're running around and you're trying to find good beer that uh, <clears throat> you can't get elsewhere or something like that. So, but that was my day yesterday. And then I do have, um, I do have a couple beers in the fridge and I'm going to pull one out real quick and we're going to talk about it. So hang in there for two seconds. So this is, I have to dig in my little, uh, my little, uh, definitely made me nervous because 
when I opened it, it didn't seem like it was super cold, but these beers are nice and cold. Okay. So I got two of the Start the Stream, the 10.5 All Galaxy Triple, which I thought was fantastic. And then this one, wow, I don't like the way that can feels. That can's a little soft. Hopefully it doesn't burst on me in my bag. But this one is a Cross Fados Barbados. Barbados, however you want to say it. And it's a quadruple IPA with Mosaic, Eldorado, and Sabro. And I'm praying that it fits my flavor, you know, the profile that I want. But we're looking at it. I think it's a 12.4%. Yep, 12.4% ABV. And I can't wait to try those. Like, part of me wants to try them while I'm here. But I got a gym takeover <laughs> later today. And then I have to be out of this hotel room at like 4.30 in the morning tomorrow. We have to be at the airport by, I want to like 5.30. So, and it's about 45 minutes away. Plus I got to return the rental car. So I don't think I should have beers today. I got to be responsible and do the right thing. <laughs> But anyway, I know this was somewhat of a short episode, but I wanted to make one, you know, do one beer friendly and kind of talk to you guys a little bit about my uh, trip out here. So I had a lot of fun and I will definitely be reviewing that uh, quadruple IPA as soon as I get home and we'll shoot for next week. So I'll probably do a double drop next week to get back on track and uh, appreciate y'all. So drink responsibly, have some fun and uh, make fun of your fellow liberals. Bye. Have a great day. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.